A hundred percent recommend. Really? Ten out of ten. Welcome to Tapped In with Ashley. Hey everybody, I hope you love this interview as much as I enjoyed having it and talking to a great old friend, Kawhi. He shares a ton of really interesting perspective about nature and being present um, and he's just a pleasure to talk to and please follow through and see those links that we refer to for his project. It's a really interesting final product and it, I think it will add some value and you can learn about the region and, and what the, the fellowship really was for Kauai. Please enjoy. So for the brewery Channel Marker, which is down the street in Beverly, mm-hmm. they're opening their beer garden the 18th. So I talked to them, talked to one of the brewers. But yeah, their beer garden, which is like going to be in the adjacent street to them, is opening the 18th. And they'll have draft IPAs. They'll have two different sirens, a wheel, uh, like a just a house beer, two sours, a pale ale, and IPA, so like a well-rounded batch. And that's all starting the 18th. So, so do you want to talk about the beer you're drinking? Did we start recording already? Yeah, I started. Oh, damn. Is this going to be on there? No, I'm nervous. Well, uh, whatever. Talk about the beer I'm drinking. Yeah. I mean, it's your standard sour, uh, Blackbrook. I've never had it before. Me neither. Uh, the only other sour I've had is uh, sour cherry beer. And um, yeah. Where I mean, is it from? Shoveltown Brewery. Which is a Massachusetts brewery, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> local. You got to go local. So, that's cool. Um, yeah, I've never heard of them before. Yeah. I just really like it because, I mean doesn't really taste like the IPA. The IPA is super bitter. Mm-hmm. And this one has more of a tang to it, like all sours, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then stouts are also very, like, they're thick for me. Yeah, they are. So, yeah. When I was describing, like, the different types of beers, I was like, a stout is, like, what you have on, like, a winter's day in front of a fire. And it's, like, one and done. You know, mm-hmm. like, you just feel very, like, full and, like, warm is how I describe it after, especially on winter. But it's definitely, I wouldn't have a stout bar reporter, like, now because it's hot as fuck outside. So. Yeah, totally. Okay, so... I'm curious about you, like, you're Brazilian. Mm-hmm. How did you wind up, first of all, in, like, a Maine school? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how I ended, ended up in Maine at base. Mm-hmm. So I'm originally from north of Boston. Originally, originally from Brazil. Um, but basically, I was looking to, uh, like, just a track school. Mm-hmm. And... I wasn't even looking at, I wasn't even looking at Bates. I was actually looking at Bentley and I was going to go the business route because like mm. I was really into accounting and all that stuff. One of my really good friends at the time ended up getting into Trinity uh, the year before my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was looking for schools, I was like, oh, okay, uh, I'm going to check out like Nescax. I didn't really know what they were or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw Bates and like, as soon as I saw Bates, I was like, okay, like I got to check this out. I saw that they were D3. So I got in contact with coach, coach Fresh, shout out. <laughs> Yeah, basically from there, I just visited the school, and, like, as soon as I got on campus, I was like, dude, this is this is where I want to go. This is where I want to be. That's how I felt, too. The vibe is so good. Like, yeah, yeah. You either feel at home or you completely don't. Yeah. If you feel at home, like, that's where you got to go. And did your tour – I did my tour at, like, Accepted Students Day, uh-huh. and everyone kept off, like – I think it was Tara who actually did it. would be like, happy birthday, happy birthday, because obviously they're on a tour, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and she's like, it's happy birthday. Yeah. Did they, I feel like – I feel like tour guide people – have the weirdest stories like that of just like uh-huh. people making them feel super uncomfortable or totally. what people have done but 
Um, and then afterwards, I ended up being like a tour guide at base for a little. No, while. you did. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, okay, so now tell me your fun oh like God. tour guide stories. Uh, so I was only a tour guide for a couple months, so I didn't have too many. Not to get fired. <laughs> I ended up doing something else. I don't know if I can say it on the podcast. Why? Yes, you can. All right. Well, one of the dads like asked me if his daughter. He he said something about his daughter. Like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember. He said something about like what are the parties are going to be like? He was just like super upfront with me. I was like, okay, so is my daughter going to go to parties? Like, what are they going to be like? Are they going to, is she going to be safe? And I didn't really know how to respond. I was like, uh, yeah, she's going to be fine. Like, it's all going to be good, you know? So that's like, I guess my most interesting story, but there's And you put him on the podcast? I mean, he said some <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> okay, we'll leave yeah. that up to interpretation then. Yeah. No, I didn't know, I, I feel like I know only a handful of people who were tour guides, but I didn't know you were one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next I want to talk about your fellowship that you get at Bates. Mm-hmm. So you're like the only person I could see doing this and proposing <laughs> this to do this yourself. Walk us through the process of you coming up with this, what you did, and then like what your final product was. All right, so first thing, so the, the Bates Otis Fellowship for like all those people that don't know, talking to the young guys that might listen to this, yeah. two young guys and gals. Um, it's an amazing fellowship that basically you pitch your idea um, it has to be a self-designed, self-proposed project, and it's basically geared towards the environment, and um, there's a component of, like, self-growth, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just, it happened, it was really natural. It was one of those things where, when I saw it my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, Who had it then? Do you remember? I don't remember. No. I just remember seeing it and reading the description, and it went somewhere along the lines of um, being passionate about the environment, uh, you have to do a propose a project that's a journey that has a component of self growth, all that stuff. And I remember seeing it, I was like, I was like, wow, that that's me, like that mm-hmm. resonates with me, you know. Um, and then I kept that in like the back of my mind, like my back of my pocket. Didn't really think about it too much until my junior year, when I was like, okay, like now I have to do something. Mm-hmm. You know, I want I want to um, apply. I think my experience living at Short Ridge, which is like the little conservation area that we had. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I, w- I was out there and I had a lot of time to like, just think and, and be there like in the environment. And it kind of just evolved naturally. Like it was one of those things where just from being there and being exposed, I remember one day I was sitting outside and, and I was just thinking about redwood trees. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like, Redwood trees are like 3,000 years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And wait, can I go back? Can I? I'm no, yeah, right you can now. go back. That's totally fine. All right. Um, I feel like I'm talking like 100 people, but I'm not. <laughs> you mean just to me or like in. <laughs> I know, but still. So basically, what was the question again? Um, how you came to the Otis Fellowship, basically. Okay, how I came with the Otis Fellowship. And then what it was, what okay. you were doing. Yeah, so how I came with that, it was supernatural. I found it my sophomore year, um, read the description. It's a fellowship about the environment, um, fellowship where a student proposes like a, a design project and all that. Um, and yeah, my time at Shore is really something that like, damn it, dude, why am I nervous? <laughs> I'm not nervous. It's just like, god dang, dude. Drink more beer, that will help. I know, for real. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but basically, what was what was the process for it too? 
Well, more just like, how did you come up with the project? It's, it's when I think of like, when you told me about your experience doing it, I was mm-hmm. like, only you would come up with something like that. And only you would like enjoy doing something. Like <laughs> if I tried to do your project, I would have killed myself. Like it, it's- Nah, but yeah, it, it was something that was like, it was true. It was like experiencing it. So every day when I, I was living at Morse Mountain. Okay, first say what it was, what your project was. Oh, you're not there yet. No, I'm not there yet. I'll get there, I'll get there. <laughs> okay. So I, I saw the fellowship and I had the fellowship in mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it too much, but it's something that kind of spurred out of my experience sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Living at the conservation area, my job was to be gatekeeper. So I was like, okay, I'm a gatekeeper here. Part of the job was to walk down to the beach and back and just patrol. So that's two miles a day, so I'd walk four miles. Um, And doing that, like I would always go and explore, like I'd explore Morse Mountain, I'd go through the woods and all that. And it was something that being an environmental studies major, anthropologist major, like all that stuff, and then having that like playground to just like explore, you know what I mean? I, it was crazy. Um, so that's when the idea started forming, um, wanting to do something along the lines of walking and and kind of relationship to place. Because Morse Mountain is some like it's a place that I love. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's somewhere that like the land there, like the the trees. I know that it might sound like mumbo jumbo, but it's something that like when you get to know the place, like you get to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, all the nooks and crannies, you start to understand like, there's a bird over there making that noise, then that's because of something, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like when crows make like a lot of noise and you hear crows heckling in the forest, it's usually because there's owls. Mm. Like I had no idea, but that's something I learned. So anyways, there was, there was something there, you know? And then having the background of reading like John Muir, Thoreau, like all those guys, I was like, dude, Muir walked to the Gulf of Mexico in his time. And Thoreau walks like all these crazy places. Like he did the adventure on the Merrimack and I was like, dude, why can't I do that? You know what I mean? I wanted, I want to do something like that to just see what it's like. And so then I was like, okay, I have to do something with walking. So then it started evolving like slowly and the idea started like growing. There was one day where it was middle of the summer and I went to mail out a letter to one of my really good friends. For those of you that don't know, Fisberg is where the Morse Mountain is. And Morse Mountain, uh, Fisberg is like a super isolated peninsula. So the post office was 10 miles away from where I was. Um, I didn't have a car. Uh, I was in the summertime, I had my bike. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna bike out really early in the morning before work, mail out the letter to my friend, come back and like, all's good. I get out of, um, of uh, the house of Shortridge and I'm biking up the hill and my pedal breaks. I remember being so mad. I was like, God damn it. Like, why, you know, like I, now I can't go. But then like I stopped myself and I thought, I was like, okay, I can either let this completely ruin my day or I can walk. And I was like, okay. So then I brought the bike back and I grabbed my, my camera, my notebook, my pen, like all the stuff I needed. I was like, all right, let's make an adventure out of it. So I started walking and it was like this moment where like everything kind of found place. Everything I'd learned at Bates about environmentalism, like all these other things about ecology and land and science background, like all that stuff. I'd been riding my bike the whole time there. Um, but then when I walked, like I got to actually like take time to, recognize what was around me you know 
So I was like, wow, okay, Fishburg is beautiful. I already knew that, mm-hmm. but it was like, it was a new perspective. I was like walking slow and I was just going. So about eight miles in, the post office is like roughly 10 miles, about eight miles in, I get to the, this little like lake peninsula thing, right? And uh, I sit down, I'm like, it's like super hot, I'm running out of water, like, okay, like, I'm just gonna sit down and chill for a little bit. So sit down, kind of hang out, and I start drawing. It was the first time I'd picked up a pencil since I was like nine, mm-hmm. and I started sketching like the, the riverbank on the other side. And I'm like, okay. And like, I sit there, forget about like how long went by, you know what I mean? Literally like two hours went by, and I was just sitting there drawing, right? And then I look up and I was like, wow, dude, like I can actually do this. I can actually draw. And it was one of those things where like, I don't know, like it all made sense. Like there were these like awesome osprey and like everything was just like beautiful and there and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, like this is sick. At the time I didn't really know it was the idea for the Otis, Mm -hmm. but packed everything up, kept walking, went to the post office, came back. Um, and it was one of those days where like, I, I thought to myself like, damn, dude, like I was, I was present during that walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, whereas most of the time we're either driving our cars or we're like riding our bikes, whatever. Like I was present during that walk. And I was like, I don't know. It's really cool. Um, so maybe there's something here. So I know this is a really long winded story, but then um, long story short, I called up one of my professors. We did a hike Which at, uh, Jane Coslow, shout out. You Amazing. are the best. Yeah, Amazing, right? Yeah. Amazing. Unreal. She was uh, the reason I wanted to be environmental science. Like, yeah, she's awesome. But anyways, long story short, like I went through that whole experience and then came back and I was like, okay, I have something here. I can do this. So Jane kind of got me thinking about like talk, uh, walking and intentionally walking as a meditative practice and all that. And then basically from the moment we got back to school, it was just like boots on the ground. It's like, all right, dude, let's do this. Uh, I want to do a walk. I want to have the same experience of like, I mean, you can compare it to like slow journalism, I guess, or like slow, I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. have that same meditative experience where it's like, okay, go from point A to B and in between you're going to do your complete best to just be there and be present. Um, so then I chose the John Muir trail down the Sierras because it was John Muir, of course, you know, um, and yeah, I had the project set down and and it was basically walk from San Francisco to Yosemite, from Yosemite to the John Muir trail, from the John Muir trail all the way down to Mount Whitney, from Whitney to LA. And in between, I didn't walk to LA. I took a bus. I hitchhiked a couple times for the record. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We yeah. have to dive into that. Yeah, we will. It was cool. <laughs> but yeah, so then uh, set up the project when I kind of knew what the structure was going to look like. It was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you go online, it, it has like the criteria you have to have, like so, like an abstract or like a budget and all that stuff. So I like learned all of that along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was basically just a way for me to kind of like a get to know myself better. B, it was something that, like, I just felt like I had to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And C, like, maybe you could, I don't know, something good would come of it and inspire some people along the way. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so then I did that um, and made a product about it. Is that on 
like the Bates Otis page still, wasn't it for a while? Yeah. Um, so the Bates Otis page won't have a direct link to the projects, but I have it on my website. Okay. I, I can, can tell you it. at the yeah. end. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> we'll link it. And be <laughs> Wait, so, but how long was this trip and you were doing it alone oh, right. the entire time? Right. Okay, so I was alone. Uh, the trip, you don't have to be alone. You can have other people there. Yeah, but you, being you. Like, being me, I was like, dude, I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so some other examples, some people have like biked around Iceland. And the then, road. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those things where it can't just be like a sick adventure. There has mm -hmm. to be like a purpose and a meaning to it. Mm-hmm whether it's scientific or mm -hmm. like something else. So mine was to try to like really explore being present. And like we all know climate change is happening. Mm -hmm. We all know sea level rise, like biodiversity, degradation, like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So to me, I was like, okay, what if we went slow and like appreciated nature differently? Then maybe we would take that perspective and put it towards business or put it towards how we live our lives and it would lead into, I don't know, like a better way of relating to not only the natural world, but everything else, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so that's that. That's the reason behind it. But the trip itself was 56 days. Um, 40 were spent in the Sierras. I think about a week was spent in Yosemite, uh, some other days in San Francisco, and a few days in L.A. The end. that's awesome yeah yeah i i remember you like i feel like freshman year they give you like a whole packet of like these are all your opportunities yeah, dude. and then by the time you're like a sophomore junior you like have no idea and it's just you're trying to like survive so it's super cool that you actually paid attention and was like but it's cool like that this was something that you kind of thought about forever uh -huh. ago and then you, you stuck with it and it wound up coming like into yeah into reality and like yeah. real life that's the thing though I w it wasn't something that I stressed about my sophomore or, or like I knew it was there so yeah the opportunity was there and then it kind of just happened you know like I knew I wanted to do it and it just evolved um a lot of the classes I took would spark ideas sometimes yeah like my professors kind of led me towards that direction yeah but I will say that's so true about like the being being present thing that's one of the things I wanted to focus on on this podcast too of like mm -hmm. brewery conversations like I love that like yeah. when you're talking about like being present I feel like one of my favorite places to be present is like at a brewery because yeah. you're just enjoying like a drink a lot of times with friends or family or whatever and you're actually most of the time like you take stupid photos or like videos of people <laughs> being idiots like go look at my Instagram they're funny uh -huh. Uh -huh. um but other than that like you're actually enjoying conversations it's yeah. more natural and so like that's kind of something I want to focus on too and I think my world of education too comes mm -hmm. to that of just like technology and people I won't leave what I'm doing change topics or take myself away mm -hmm. to go to my phone as much as I can avoid it and I find I'm noticing that too with little kids and like it's everywhere and I wasn't like, yeah, get out of it yeah so that's really awesome that you like found that through yourself and again 56 days of being alone it was crazy it was fun <laughs> but like I said, this is like only something that you would do. Like, no, other people might do it too. Okay, no, I was in Scotland for 
six days alone and I was a wreck. Like <laughs> I'm too social of a person. Yeah. Literally every night I was like, this sucks because <laughs> like you have all these great experiences. You see all these amazing things and it. you want to share it with exactly. people and there's no exactly. one there. And you're like, it's, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I just have learned like I will solo travel if I have to, mm-hmm. but it's not my preference because I'd rather go. And Totally. I and I mentioned this on another podcast episode too. I was like, I'll be the person who you're like, I want to go somewhere, and I'm like, I'll come, and I'll just like go because I don't care. Like it's about the memories you make, not necessarily right. like whatever. But yeah, I just thinking about fifty six days alone. The thing is, I never, I didn't really feel alone, which oh, is that's weird. Good. Yeah. I, How? Why not? Like there were times where it was like, dang, I'm alone. Yeah. You know? Did you get scared ever? Like obviously you're in the wilderness, and that's crazy. I. Okay, it's gonna. I didn't. Okay. There was one time I was really like, "Oh shit!" Dude. Mm-hmm. Like that could have been bad. What happened? Um, and I had a river crossing. It was like my first river crossing. And at this point, so when when I was in Yosemite, you could go in and hike and then come back and like go eat fries at the like restaurant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there was a point where like probably like I don't know how many miles in. There was a point walking along the trail. Where I remember thinking, it's like, okay, like, I can't turn back. I got to mm-hmm. go, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyways, that day I was, I was crossing a river and uh, it had been raining or it hadn't been raining, but it had been raining elsewhere. You could like see it far away. And I remember I, it was my first river crossing. I get down and like the water's like, oh, and I was like, oh my God, like, fuck, how am I going to do this? Mm-hmm. So, like, I walked upstream, and, like, I looked for a place to cross. I, like, walked downstream, looked for a place to cross. Couldn't find it. I was like, it has to be here. I have to do it, like, right on the trail. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it's, like, white water. Like, like, oh, my God. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I step in, and about waist deep, and I have my little, like, walking stick, which, by the way, I still have. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I'll tell you that later. Like, okay. But I'm I'm crossing it and like it wasn't it wasn't bad it wasn't intense like I just I got across, but then I remember, it so it was about to start raining, mm-hmm. it, like the clouds had gone like super dark and all this stuff I'm like okay I have to do it now, and I remember I crossed and I was like oh like I made it cool we're good didn't think too much about it, I was sitting down like under the tree next to the river, and about five minutes goes by, and it starts downpouring, and then I hear like. Whoa like this huge like sound noise almost like a bass and I look at the river and like where I had crossed was just not there anymore like it wasn't there like literally it was just like brown like mud water coming down from the valley like like, washed everything away so like had I crossed like five or ten minutes later like I would have been completely screwed so that was the only time I was really like oof Close one, you know? Jeez. Yeah. Did you have a phone on you, like, in case of emergencies? Or, like, what did, like, what was your backup plan? So I did. Your emergency So plan. I did. <laughs> also, going to do a quick shout-out to my mom. Okay. My mom's the one that made this, like, 100% possible because she was the one here stressing out and yeah. mailing me resupply packages along oh, the way. Oh, gotta love mom. For real. But basically, I had a phone, came into the trail with my phone. First day, I lost it. Awesome. Of course. Yeah. Also, you know, you know, record, yeah. Kawhi <laughs> doesn't keep a phone. So I've had one for a year now. Oh, good. I'm yeah, really since... like all through college, it would be like, uh, I, it would have to be, we'd have to talk on like Facebook because yeah. literally you never had a phone. It was, but yeah, I lost it my first day. Awesome. And that's when I was like, okay, commitment. Yeah. You gotta do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's, yeah. 
Um, you never, like, went to town and, like, got a new one? There, dude, there was no town. No? Nah, like, there were, like, three spots where, like... There's always a Walmart. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom, my mom was freaking out. Yeah. Because I was supposed to text her when I could. And she knew the situation, but um, the night before I was supposed to go on the trail, which is when I lost my phone... I didn't text her. I didn't call her. I didn't anything. He's like, wow, like he's dead. He's gone. He's, you know what I mean? Like he's, so I had to go to her. He's so sad. But uh, she sent me an inReach, which is like a sat phone. So like after that, I would have little texts. Just keep in contact. Okay. Now you have to tell me a hitchhiking story. Ooh, hitchhiking story is really cool. Yeah. Um, I've never hitchhiked and I'm a solo female. A hundred percent recommend. Really? Ten out of ten. You're tall, dude. So like I I mean, I'm intimidating for sure, but I'm I'm also I feel like a bit of a weenie in that when I like I I can control what I can control. And I'm not like I said, I'm not Mm -hmm. scared of traveling by myself. Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay, so tell me your story about hitchhiking. Okay, hitchhiking story. So in California. It was yeah, yeah. And it's legal there. Is it? I, I don't, don't even know. I don't know. Because I, <laughs> I know it's not legal like anywhere in New England except for Vermont. Of so, course, Vermont is. <laughs> I think so people, so people for AT, like I don't know about California. I, I'm assuming. I don't like, either. I like it would be legal there. People did it, so I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, hitchhiking story. <laughs> um. So, I, I mean, basically, what happened is I needed to get to the trail, the start of the, the PCT where I was going. And I, I didn't really want to hike all the way up through Yosemite. And I didn't want to walk 150 miles, like, around mm-hmm. down the highway. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. So I kind of just sat down in the valley. And, you know, when you're there, like, it's, it's commonplace. So you kind of, it's a different world, you know? So you're, like, looking around for, like, possible people to hitchhike with. And it sounds sketchy, but, like, it works. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting around the restaurant just kind of, like, seeing there was anyone that looked appropriate to hitchhike with, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> there were these two old guys, and they came up to me. And at this point, I already had kind of a beard and long hair, and you look kind of homeless, so it, it deters some people, you know? Yeah. Um, but they were really friendly. They came up, and we just started talking, and they see you with a big backpack on. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, I told them about what was happening. And I was like, yeah, I actually need to hitch a ride up to um, Tuolumne. They're like, okay, we'll bring you up. I was like, okay. So we start talking. They were brothers mm-hmm. from Florida. And I forget exactly what their job titles were, but they had these, like, incredible, amazing jobs at Disney. Oh, and no way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's who you need to get their numbers. Exactly. Like, like, you get me to see Frozen 2 before I get yeah. released? Frozen Thank 3. You. Coming up. Is it really? Uh, no, it was- <laughs> <laughs> don't like i i love frozen so you can't, i love it too you can't tease me with a third if there's no third yeah totally that's awesome yeah and they bought me cheetos which literally Aww. the best part was it was these old guys mm-hmm. which i didn't think they were gonna like be friendly or anything yeah bought me cheetos and um we just blasted Metallica and Foo Fighters on the way up, which I never listened to, but for the moment, I was like, all right, let's yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was it. That was fun. So, but so you've only done it that one time, or was it several times that you had to do it throughout this course? Um, I did it another time. That was more epic. The other times, you just get in a car and kind of make small talk for a little bit and get some, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. We acknowledge the fact that you're kind of homeless and yeah, yeah. well it's like that friends episode where phoebe and joe do you watch friends no but oh, i get that I yeah. Yeah. yeah she's like 
He's like, you have my number and my address, and I understand that you're a nomad, so I may not ever see you again. <laughs> Which is funny, because Phoebe's also a nomad, so anyone who likes friends will get that. Okay, so that ended. We've now graduated. Mm-hmm. We're adults, theoretically. Mm-hmm. What is your current situation? Jeez, okay. Life current journey. situation, life journey. Since you're 50-something um, day. Yeah, yeah. So... Like, has that prepared you for life? And It's prepared me in a lot of ways, in the sense that I had somewhat of an idea of what I wanted to do when I grew up before that. Um, and then when that happened, it was like, whoa, okay, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much like the sense of like, ah, oh, let me go on an adventure. Be a nomad and be homeless. It gave me something like, I think one of the biggest takeaways I got from that is like the power of storytelling. Mm. And um, that's something that right now I'm still kind of I'm processing and, and trying to work into my life. Mm-hmm. A lot of the places I, I got to go to, like, I honestly, I was like, wow, I remember walking through and be like, this place exists. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is a thing. So, in terms of like epic beauty and just being yeah, impressed by everything, yeah, totally, the natural totally. landscape. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so right now, I, I guess what it, what it prepared me for is like the fact that I know I know kind of the path of trajectory I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. In a sense, that's that's landscape photography slash something along the lines of, of storytelling. Mm-hmm. But like storytelling with a purpose, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I've, I've still been trying to deal with the, the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I, I graduated, I went and I worked with Audubon. Yeah, uh, National Audubon Society. They, they work with birds and do an amazing job in conservation. Um, I'm taking a ton of different classes, like on their properties, and it's so yeah, impressive. It's, like one square area has all these different other vegetation, ecologies. Yeah, and they do a really good job. The the network they have is unreal, like mm. literally insane. So I've been working on the communication side of things. So basically, doing stories for their websites, uh, dealing with like social media and all that stuff. I think what I what I really want to do, I'm still trying to figure out like how to monetize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's something that I I, I believe in. Uh, is I want to write, like that that whole experience after putting the project together, like seeing the look on on Jane's face and like the day it presented. I was like, dude, like you can do these things and and put together these projects where like you can not only have a cool adventure process in the way, but you can like inspire people to think differently you know and like do things differently yeah so yeah i mean right now i'm kind of figuring out how to i, I want to write um i'm working on a book right now that's actually inspired by the i know it's a lot harder than this <laughs> trust me <laughs> that's so cool though yeah so we'll have to have you all once published and yes you can, you can that's awesome though yeah i mean the book is it's not like going through a publishing house or anything it's something that i'm working on yeah i want to do it and try to publish it myself but it was directly inspired by that experience. You know what I mean? And it was like one thing led to another. So yeah. Epic. Epic. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I don't really have any other questions. I feel like I said a lot. Of yeah, that was a long time. That was good though. We talked about like a whole range of cool, fun things. I, Did that it make was... sense? I feel like I just went on about random shit. No, time. that was good. Okay, should we end it? Can I say something else? Totally. Okay, that's another thing that helped me kind of learn is like the photography aspect of it. Uh, that was something I hadn't practiced before mm-hmm. and like going there and like having the epic landscapes and stuff, mm-hmm. you kind of get to 
be there with like you know yeah um so that that was something cool too i wish that was something i like did more of i mean i like being in photos i'm definitely what i call a photo whore i like having photos <laughs> taken off me <laughs> and like i like everyone who knows me like knows this which i'm totally not ashamed of admitting it but i think <laughs> Thanks. But I also have been appreciating, like, especially where I live, like, so close yeah. to the water and, like, running and work with what, yeah, work with what you have, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm super excited about this. Oh, no, I'm more high-fiving. Okay, I'm going to stop it. <laughs>